enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all things geek. So welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. Today we have with us Angie and Aaron, and they are both cosplayers in the cosplay community. I dabble a little bit in cosplay, even though my cosplay is nowhere as intricate as some of their cosplays. But welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hey. I'm could, if you guys could introduce yourselves a little bit to our listeners, Angie, could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, so uh, as was introduced, my name is Angie Viper. I have been cosplaying since 2000. So for those of you that can do basic math, that's about 18 to 19 years. Um, I started when I was in like early high school because I was super duper into anime and like hot weeb garbage. I got made fun of a lot and abused and pushed into lockers and it was super duper fun. Uh, But I found this space online where I could like look up pictures of my favorite anime characters and started to see pictures of people dressed up as them and was like, oh my God, you can be something other than a Party City costume for Halloween? How do I do this? And I went to my mom and I was like, hey, I want to be an anime character for Halloween. So she helped me make a costume and I wore it to school and won best costume that year. Suck it, haters. And um, uh, I learned about a... (laughs) I learned about a local uh, convention that was held at the uh, community college campus and went home and was like, mommy, 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 I just heard about this convention and I really, really want to go. I can wear my costumes there. Like, please, 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 can I go? Uh, so she bought me a ticket and was like, as long as you go with your friends, it's okay. And I just, I have not looked back since. It was an amazing community that I found there. And since then I became inspired to teach myself how to sew and learned how to make armor and style wigs and do makeup better. And really everything in my life has been directly inspired by uh, my passion for dressing up as characters at conventions. Oh my God, that's amazing. And what a turnaround from being pushed into a locker, which sounds terrible to like, you know, right. being celebrated as one of our, you know, favorite cosplayers and in, in, at least in our local community. So that's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's amazing where cosplay can take you. That is so great. So Aaron, tell us, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. All right, yeah, so I'm Aaron Powell. Um, I got started in cosplay um, about three, four years ago, uh, 2015, so four years ago. Uh, I was always a fan of it. I've been a comic book fan since for as long as I can remember. Um, and then shortly after my parents had gotten divorced, I had went to my first comic convention. I was about nine years old. We went to uh, Wizard World Chicago. And this is back way back when uh, I'm I'm, a, I'm an old man now, but um, started going there. And I always been like a fan of cosplay back then when we went. Not too many people dressed in cosplay at comic conventions. Like the comic conventions were like strictly just comic books and stuff. But there were still people dressing up. Uh, it wasn't until about I think I was in grad school when I started seeing more and more people dressed up in cosplay as like my favorite characters and stuff. And I just thought it was always really cool. I, I always been a fan of like a lot of cosplayers like and a lot of those people who i was fans of i'm now friends with now so that's really cool uh it got to a point where i was just like okay well i'm just such a fan of this why don't i go ahead and do it and 
I go back and I look at my earlier cosplay pictures. I didn't have that much skill going on, but I was still adamant about making my own costumes. Uh, and then I see the progress from it. Like I have like three stages of my Black Panther costume, which is my second most popular costume. I'm looking at the helmets now. And the first one made completely out of cardboard is probably like the roughest thing ever compared to like the third one, which I had 3D printed, which is amazing. And it's signed by Chadwick Boseman himself. Um, yeah. I know, right? And like now, <laughs> that's exciting, <laughs> right? I can never wear that helmet again. I have to get a new one made. But like, oh, like, no. like I can never yay, wear it because like, it's not. It's not just signed by Chadwick Boseman. It's signed by almost the entire cast of Avengers: Infinity War because I was at the red carpet. Event oh, for that. so I, well, I, I, poor you. You have to get another helmet I now because you had this oh, amazing no. moment. I know because such an amazing moment. I can't wait to see if I'm going to the red carpet for Captain Marvel in March because I have that helmet too. And I'm gonna get that signed by everybody. Ah. but um, but yeah, I became like a huge fan of it, and like I'm just uh, a fan of like the craft and stuff. And now. Like my skills are getting, the more I do it, it's more, it's a challenge to me. Like the more I do it, the better my skills get. Like I'm, I'm going to learn how to sew. That's one of my goals this year is to, I have a sewing machine that I'm going to use. You know, my girlfriend got a sewing machine. Her mom just bought her one out of the blue and I'm going to, I'm going to learn how to use it so I can craft my own costumes. Um, I'm learning more about foam crafting. You're like, look, girlfriend, move out of the way. Yeah. You know, it's like, (laughs) look, I need, I need some sewing, you know? But, you know, it, it's one of those things I, I got into and I, and I love it because uh, the community is great. I've met a lot of my friends here, my, a lot of my friends here in Los Angeles through cosplay. So it, it's the gift that keeps on giving. That is so cool. And I'll give um, our listeners a little background on the way I cosplay. I, I typically only cosplay Doctor Who characters. And if you ever watch Doctor Who, it's very much set in, you know, modern times And so it's literally just clothes that's out of like, you know, a regular store. Most everything that they wear on the show, you can buy in a store. It's, you know, for me, a lot of cosplay is kind of like a collector's type thing where I just want to own it because the person on TV was wearing it. It's the same for Doctor Who as it is for me for like shows like Arrow. I'm a big fan of like uh, Felicity Smoke and, and characters like um, Iris West on the flash. And so I like to collect the clothes that they have on, on TV. And, um, for me, that's cosplay. I'm not making it. I'm not like creating it, but I am celebrating the characters that I love so much. That's a really cool way to like connect with something that you're passionate about. And I can wear it out in public. Unlike like, you know, you can't always wear like black Panther helmet out in public, but I can wear my (laughs) cosplay. And it's also like the thrill of the hunt, because as soon as I see filming photos, I'm like, I got to find it. And I'm checking websites and I'm checking like, you know, <laughs> I know where kind of like the designers shop and stuff. And it, it's a little obsessive. It's a little weird. I'm like, I don't stalk celebrities. I stalk their stylists and I stalk their <laughs> like, like the designers. Like, I know where you shop. I know who your favorite jewelers are, you know, and it's. It's a weird little thing and cosplay is so big and it's so huge and there's so many facets to it. And, you know, and you guys both just talked about a few there, but it's, it's what I love about cosplay. 
No, it's funny that you say that, like, because I, one, I can see you just scrolling through uh, credits and just finding out who's in charge of wardrobe. But when you say that you saw like something on Arrow, it reminds me of, like an episode of season one of The Flash. Barry had on this cool jacket. He had on this real cool leather jacket and I've been trying to track down for a while. And now I, I just realized I could just look up the wardrobe coordinator and figure out where it was. There's also so. an awesome resources called Worn on TV. It's a website. Oh, and yeah, there's, it's a great site. Yeah, there is somebody who's really dedicated because they get stuff up. It's mainly female attire, but every once in a while, okay. like especially with the Flash, you can find a lot of that. All right, so now I know what I'm doing after the podcast. No, you <laughs> <laughs> you're It's a deep hole that you dive into once you go that route. I'm <laughs> but um, so one of the things we're going to talk about today is basically like how to interact with cosplayers. Um, one of my first con experiences was I didn't know what cosplay was when I went to a convention. I was a big fan of Halloween and things like that. But when you walk into the world of conventions, I had never seen cosplayers before. I'd never heard the term cosplayers. And I'd been to like two cons before I really understood what a cosplayer was, you know. And so um, there's a lot of things that if you've never been to a convention, you don't really know how to interact people you don't know what the rules are and you see signs that say cosplay is not consent everywhere and you see things like that posted but you're if you're not in the scene you don't really understand like the do's and the don'ts so most of our questions tonight are going to be geared towards that and mainly um geared towards people who are um interacting with cosplayers online or in person for the first time and maybe don't know so it's more of a conversation about like What's okay, what's not, and why? Um, so I guess the first question is, what are the most important things to remember when someone interacts with a cosplayer, whether it be in person or online? Well, I I have to say I, I really love that you are approaching this topic from this perspective because it is true that even we as cosplayers tend to forget that not everybody knows what cosplay is exactly. and, and not, not everybody understands it. You know, it has become much more of a mainstream term these days. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that people understand it. They just know it means people in costumes and everybody has sort of their own definition of it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> or, you know, to some people, like, I, I'm a firm believer that, like, cosplay is personal expression and you're going to cosplay how you want. But, like, to me, my definition of cosplay for myself is making costumes and building costumes. Um like for you, your your definition of cosplay is going out and finding like exact replicas of things that were worn on TV and bringing the characters to life that way. For some people, it's commissioning those costumes from people. Um, for some people, it's finding real world wardrobe and bringing characters that they love into to life as though they were modern day people. Um, you know, so everybody kind of has their own like little definitions of cosplay and and it's it's important that we all kind of like get on the same page of like these sort of all are cosplay, but we need to remember that they all are and it's not just singular definitions. Um, Absolutely. So I, I think it's really important. Like the, the number one thing that I think is really important for people to remember when interacting with cosplayers online or in person is that these are their people. They're, they're human beings. They're people. That, yeah, I was 
gonna say that they're they're human beings. Exactly. Like they're even though you're looking at Captain Marvel, it's not Captain Marvel. It's Tiffany from Rancho Cucamonga, <laughs> you know, who just happens to be dressed right. as Captain Marvel. Um, and it's it's important that you remember that and have respect for the fact that you're talking to another person and not a fantasy. Absolutely. That's a great point. Aaron, what about you? What do you think? And going off on that, like, first and foremost, yeah, uh, it, they're, they're human beings, just like you, just like you and I. So you, you want to approach those people with the respect that you would want people to approach you with as well, you know? Um, just because I'm dressed as, you know, your favorite character or in some cases your favorite singer or your favorite whatever, you know, just because someone's dressed like you're not entitled to that person, you know, uh, they're still they still breathe, they still bleed, they still eat, they still drink water like everybody else is supposed to. So, you know, just that common courtesy of just, you know, just for just a moment, just realize that, yes, this is a fellow human being and just go with it from there. Don't you know, overstep your bounds or feel entitled to another human being just because they're dressed as something that you like, you know, exactly. Right. Or don't like in some cases too. And, know? um, and I, that those are really great points that you both made. And I think too, that sometimes like when you get so excited and so wrapped up in like a character, like, especially for me, I had, when I first went to a convention, I didn't like, I spent a lot of time hiding my geek because it wasn't cool or because like, you know, people just didn't get it. And it was Same. very dorky to be so overly excited about something. When you when you walk into a convention, everybody is just as excited as you are. Or when you go online and you see a cosplayer's like Instagram or something like that, and you see that they love all the same things that you love, it's easy to get kind of carried away. And like, just you just want to squee and like, oh my God, this is so great. We love all the same things. And you kind of like, it's very easy to overstep your bounds. Mm -hmm. And so for me, one of the things that um, I like to remind people is like, yes, be excited, love what you love. But just remember, like, like you guys said, there are people just like you and just like you don't want somebody completely in your face. You have to give people their personal space and make them feel safe as well. Exactly. And kindness also, because um, these are hobbies for people they're posting and they're sharing photos of something that they're proud of. They aren't really looking for crit critiques or, you know, as well in intentioned as, you know, some critiques or suggestions are. They're posting it because it's something that they're really proud of. So just kind of um, keep kindness in mind when you're interacting with people online. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's just common courtesy and, and basic human decency <laughs> you know like it right. it seems so silly that we have to have these conversations and remind people of like the basic morals that their parents instill in them when they're a child that like for some reason when we become adults and go to conventions we like all of that logic goes out the window <laughs> just throw it right out and it's like just a free-for-all i'm like what what just happened why don't we just be nice exactly and, just and stuff you know and it's very funny because um you know, as a podcast host, I get a lot of uh, comments on the podcast, you know, people like will, you know, mention things. And one of the things that I get the most comments about is the fact that I say like over and over like this, like that. I like oh, me too. part of my vernacular. <laughs> it's the way that I talk, you know, so I get comments about that all the time. Right. And I'm like, thank you so much for the suggestion. But that's the way I talk. And like, I'm going to keep going. But sometimes yeah. like, I've never had anybody tell me that in person, though. 
And so yeah. I think sometimes we kind of hide behind like online. You can be a little more brazen. Because yeah. You're hiding behind this like sense of anonymity or just, you know, you can be. Exactly. The internet a is hidden. like a, a wall of protection that makes people very brave. Oh, yeah. Um, right. And people get real brave on the internet because like <laughs> me as a black cosplayer, whenever I cosplay someone who a character who's not black, people get real vocal online. But they then get real nasty. Real nasty online. I'm like, dude, it's like, all right, dude, I like Goku. All right, I want to dress up like his son Gohan. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm like, he's a fictional kid. He was born with a tail. He's not a real dude. Right. You know? like, but then you roll up to a convention and everybody's like, oh, hey, man, you look great. <laughs> Can I take yeah, the like, picture? I'm like, weren't you that dude the other day that was just like, come on. Yeah. And so I think sometimes we just kind of like need to just be kind all the way around. And that's a really great point now that we're going into that and that you bring it up. What are some do's and don'ts for you guys when interacting with cosplayers online specifically? Um, it's For me, it sort of goes back to the base do's and don'ts that I, I generally recommend of just sort of like understanding that cosplayers are hobbyists. Like I know there's, there's become this whole BS in recent years. I mean, like, remember I've been part of this community for damn near 20 years. Like it's right. been That's a long time, <laughs> a, a lifetime. And I have watched the change in the community and it's only very recently that we have developed sort of the term of the professional cosplayer. And it's gotten to a point where everybody assumes that if you put on a costume, you are a professional cosplayer and like that's your job. And I'm very much one of those crazy advocate people that's like, professional cosplayer doesn't exist. It's not a profession. None of us get paid for this. Like, no. it's not our job. We do it because we love it and because it's we're excited about it. Yeah, we put more money into it than we get out of it in most cases. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> cosplay is so expensive. <laughs> and it's not just the cosplay itself. It's going to the conventions. It's buying the badges. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, um, Aaron and I write rooms. for Temple of Geek. Right. And, you know, people are always like, oh, well, you guys are writers. You guys get into the cons for free. And I'm like, yeah, but I still pay for parking. I still have right. to get a hotel yeah. room. I still have to feed myself. And so, like, yeah, I got a free badge because I'm going to write an article. But, like, it's still pretty expensive for me to go to a con yeah. as it is it's for a anybody investment. else. It literally it just cuts down one cost. It's, it cuts down yeah. one cost to go, but then it's, like, everything else you get because you have to eat. If you don't bring your own food to a con, that con food gets ex expensive. Um, and then you got to park. You got to... Uh, you're buying stuff too. I go there to shop. I, I, I my house is decorated with art that I've accumulated from years of going to conventions. Same, so dude. It's it's not it's not a cheap hobby at all. I love it. I do it because I love it. You know. Yeah, yeah. We're we're all crazy enough to invest a life savings into characters that we love, and I think the the idea of the professional cosplayer is a large part of what has sort of poisoned people online and and at conventions of believing that we're we're paid to be there because we're in costume or that we uh, you know we're putting ourselves out there for uh open critique of of what right. we're doing and whatever and it's like well, no I'm 
I'm just a fan like you are. Like when you post a selfie with your car, that's the same as me posting a picture with my costume because you put time and effort and money into your car. I put time and effort and money into my costume and I'm proud of it. So I want to share it on the internet. And I, I, th I think people have difficulty sort of seeing that aspect of cosplay. That is a really great way to put it because absolutely. I always post like photos of like my yard, for example, that I've been working on for the last three years and because I've put money into it and I've seen it grow over time and I'm excited to share it. Um, and it's almost the exact same thing like you're saying with cosplay. Anything that you're really excited about, you want to share with your friends, whether it's online or on your like, you know, on your Twitter or whatever. If you're excited, exactly. you exactly. want to share. Excellent. What about you, Aaron? What do you think are some of the do's and don'ts when interacting with cosplayers online well online it's it's uh, it's one of those things like you 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 gotta have the same energy online as you have in real life you know you you can't go around online mm -hmm. just defacing cosplayers and like saying all types of mean and nasty things in their comments and then you want to be their best friend in person that, uh, that does not cut it with me at all like i'm not a confrontational person at all but i treat people the way that they treat me uh, which some people can, which some people can find kind of imposing because I'm a large dude, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm six one. <laughs> I very rarely smile, uh, until I cosplay. I'm, I'm all smiles for the most part then, but like, I'm, I'm just a big dude who's just like, I'm like, I do don't, don't come to me with the crap. And then in person, you want to be my best friend. Now I can't trust you, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, and then also online, most people who put up their pictures of their cosplay and stuff, they're not they're not asking for critique or what they should have done better. They're not putting it up specifically for one person to be like, well, you should have did it this way. Like, dude, well, I did it this way because it makes me happy, you know? <laughs> and if they did want critique, they'd ask for it. Absolutely. Exactly. Like, if, if I want criticism, I'll, I'll totally ask for it, and I'm fine with it then. But it's like, the, hey, everybody, this is my new Black Panther costume, or this is my new Prince costume. Somebody's like, well, Prince didn't dress like that at this time. I'm like, look, all right? <laughs> like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing right now. Prince did what he wanted to do, and I'm doing what I want to do right now. Right, That's funny. <laughs> you know? That's really great. Um, For me, I think some of the the do's that I usually have are like, do like their photos. If you find a cosplayer that you like and that, you know, you're like, wow, their cosplay is so great. Do like their photos, do comment positively on their posts and also share their work, like share their posts in your Instagram stories or share like a picture of them, you know, obviously credit them, you know, share their work so that, you know, it is nice when people say, Hey, great job or oh I really like that because sometimes you don't know like right you know you're you're putting it out there um all right well to piggyback on what you were saying like when you share in the work and stuff one thing if you can do it like as much as you possibly can give credit to everybody involved in the taking of the photo like the photographer the editor if there was someone different the person in the picture if you're going to share it on another platform give everybody the credit don't crop out watermarks i've seen watermarks cropped out of pictures and it's just like one of the most heartbreaking things ever because it's like i've seen someone's hard work basically get stolen 
there's so little appreciation for cosplay photographers i feel like it's so easy to just kind of like walk all over them it's like okay yeah we look good but like they're the ones that made us look good right. like, these pictures wouldn't be out on the internet without cosplay photographers so like both sides kind of need to show some appreciation for the hard work that they put into making us look awesome. And that's a whole nother podcast right, cause like, episode. Cause man, I can yeah, go on that. It's an entirely different. <laughs> I'll, I'll be, I could be on that one as well. Cause like I'm on both sides of it. Not only am I a cosplayer, I'm just, I just started becoming a cosplay photographer. And it's like, it's hard work. It's yeah. both on both ends. Cosplay is hard work. Photography is hard work because there's a lot of research that goes into photography as well, because sometimes I'm on my phone looking up how the character poses and stuff and trying to recreate certain pictures and stuff to make it look awesome. So when I do see my work in other places, you know, you kind of want the credit for it, you know, because you helped create some art, you know, and art is a very powerful thing to create. And normally Absolutely. for free. Right. For the yeah, most for free. Part, for more, free. more times than not for free. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I mean, those are basically my my dues there is just, you know, share their work um, and kind of like what you guys had said about critiquing, you know, as well intentioned as suggestions may be. And even if you were saying it in like the sweetest way, like, you know, hey, maybe this would help out unless they ask for it. Don't give it to them um, because it might right. be hurtful. Yeah. I think or if they're like. If they're complaining about something, like they're like, oh man, my wig will just like not stay up in the shape that I want and you have experience that can help them, that's a helpful suggestion. But right. going into someone's photo who's like, oh my God, I love this new costume. I'm so proud of it. Check out my beautiful new photo and being like, your makeup is fucking disgusting. I'm like, dude, why? Like, why right. did you need to do that? Like, I didn't, I really didn't need that today. And- and that's interesting that you said that because also, um, you know, like we are our own worst critics. We know what's bad about our photo. We know what's Absolutely. bad about our cosplay. We know, we know all that already as cosplayers, you know, whether it's body image or just unhappy with our craft or whatever it is. Um, you know, we already are our own worst critics. So, you know, those other things, they don't help. Like, we already know that our wig was messed up. We Sorry. already know that the makeup wasn't perfect or that the lighting was bad. But hey, you know what? We're still really proud. And it's very brave to go out there and to put yourself out there into the public and to post a photo knowing what you could get back from that. So just, Absolutely. you know, you want to have a little respect for that. And also, the one thing that I, a big thing that I always see that I... I think like please don't do this is don't compare cosplayers to other cosplayers. Oh goodness, yeah. Comparison is the thief of joy and it's just it really pinning is. cosplayers against each other really is just it's that it just builds competition. Can you say that again? Comparison is the thief of joy. That thank you. That is a a beautiful thing to say because I'm I, pretty I, sure I stole that from somewhere, but it really I, is like I, it's, it's it's terrible to compare. It's, it's horrible when we compare ourselves to other people because we're like, oh, well, you know, they're better at this or, oh, they're better at this. But to have somebody – that's already bad enough when we have these negative self-scripts. But to have somebody yeah. else also kind of, um, you know, say out loud what you were thinking but didn't want to say or, like, compare you to somebody else. We're like, well, I'm not her or I'm not him. And, you know, I – don't have the funds that they do or I don't have the talent in sewing or crafting that they do or I can't do this you know you are your own person and comparison is just 
you know, it's when at the heart of hurt. I find there's two ways that the comparison always goes to. It's you'll either get the, oh my God, yours is so much better than X. In which case you now are put in a position of like superiority over yeah. this other person. And I know the person commenting it thinks that they're being helpful, being like, oh my God, your costume is so good. But like saying your costume is so good versus your costume is so much better than this other person. Your costume is so good is a compliment. Your costume is so much better than this other person. Now not. <laughs> pushes pushes both of you towards antagonizing yeah. that other person and thinking that they are inferior. Exactly. The other way that it goes. It's more of an attack than anything. Exactly. And the other way that it goes is the like, oh, your costume is so great. Have you seen such and such's costume of this character? Right. At which point now I'm sitting there reading that going, well, do you like theirs better than mine? Is mine not good? Is theirs better? Like what's so much better about theirs than mine? Right. And now I feel like I have to go compare myself to them and figure out what it is that they did better or differently than me that people are maybe liking better. Absolutely. And it could totally be like with the nicest intentions or maybe they just saw another cosplayer be really excited and thought, hey, you guys could be friends. But that is an awkward way to like, you know, say something nice. Right. Um, exactly. I very much suggest Cause just say we hey, just say, hey, you guys should be friends or you guys should do a collaboration or something. That's way different than comparing me to somebody else. And I'd be more receptive to doing collaborations with other people as opposed to competing with another with another cosplayer because i don't know their journey i don't know their skill set you know some things everybody is better at something than someone else that's just a fact of life you know some cosplayers are better at sewing some people are better at crafting some people have their own metal works you know however that works but you know whatevs um but to say that like well you know you're so much better than this cosplayer like now you're really not helping out right now i need to keep it positive on because saying right. something like that, it just it 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 just drives a, a it it divides the community, you know. I think the people that leave those comments really genuinely don't understand how intensely of a negative impact they have on the community as a whole by making. Right, those I don't comments. think they realize it either. Yeah, and I don't think it's um intended to be a negative thing. Right, but because you know, obviously, you know just because somebody is a cosplayer and they're beautiful in their pictures and they're beautiful in, you know, their cosplays and, you know, and they come off as having like all this confidence, that's not necessarily always the case. And it is very brave and very scary to put yourself out there. And so a lot of times I think it's, it's not people being intentionally like mean. It's just that they don't realize the impact that their words have on other people. Like yeah. you said. And then I think the last um, don't that I have is don't slut shame. And, um, you know, this is a, you know, there's so many different facets to cosplay. Some people use it, you know, to commission things. Some people use it just as a hobby. Some people, you know, sell their prints. Some people do it for, there's so many ways to cosplay. There's so many things to do with cosplay. And sometimes, um, you know, like your views on what cosplay should be are your views and those are what work for you. But mm -hmm. trying to implement those views to everybody 
is is a little bit toxic in my opinion. And so like, you know, if you're somebody who doesn't like to see sexy cosplay, then don't look at it. Don't follow the pages. Don't look at those cosplayers. That's fine. You know, you cosplay the way you want and you enjoy cosplay the way you want, but don't slut shame other people or don't, um, you know, don't put down other people because they cosplay differently than you do. And this is something that, um, like in the community that I'm a part of where we're looking for screen accurate replicas that are like, you know, the same clothing that were bought at at other stores. But when I started cosplaying in that community, I was buying everything from thrift shops that kind of look like it. And even Mm -hmm. now I still kind of do closet cosplays of a lot of these things because it's all clothing that's set in modern. But there's this feeling of, um, I won't say elitism, but almost like a snobbish feeling where people are like, well, that's not the screen accurate one, so it's not good enough. And that's absolutely ridiculous. I absolutely love having screen accurate pieces because for me, it's like a collector's item. Yeah. But in no way, shape or form does that mean that I expect everybody else in my circle to cosplay that way or to cosplay in that like fashion. Yeah. And, and not for one second do I think less of somebody's cosplay that, you know, was completely put together from their closet or a thrift store versus mine that was like a screen accurate one or something like that. Because I've had, to this day, I still do thrift store shopping for a lot of my cosplays. So I think one yeah. thing is just don't slut shame them online or in person, really. But moving on to in person. Can I add to that just really quickly? Oh, yeah, though? absolutely. Um, one thing I do want to say on that is I like I, I personally I I will readily admit I don't love that the trend of the cosplay community has become, just like you you have to do, lingerie shoots in order to be like successful. Like that that sort of seems to be the mindset, which is absolutely not true. I'm extremely successful myself. I get invited to conventions all around the world and I've done very minimal boudoir sets and they were solely because I really, really wanted to do them. Right. Um, But at the same time, I'm a firm believer that like, you know, you're going to express yourself how you want to express yourself and that's fine. And if I don't want to look at it, I just, I unfollow people that move in that direction because I'm like, eh, you know what? I'm bored with this now. I just don't really want to follow them anymore. And it is very difficult sometimes, you know, a lot of what you get back from these haters that are like, oh, this is absolutely disgusting. You're like, okay, so don't look at it. And they're like, well, I can't help it. It popped up on my recommended feed. I'm like, so scroll past it. Yeah. Like right. it's, it's absolutely so much easier to just scroll past it than to go into the comment section, right. type it out, hit send, and then defend yourself to me. Also, when you when using the excuse it pops up in my recommendations, you can curate your recommendations on almost all forms of social media. So you can actually get rid of the things you don't want to see. Is when people say yeah. that that well it pops up. Well, that's kind of your how many times does that have to happen? before it becomes your own fault (laughs) yeah exactly like you can just hit the little button that's like not interested yeah and Um, especially even on instagram you can be like hide this post don't show me posts like don't show me posts like this on facebook and stuff like that so and you know those those algorithms are smart like they know what they're doing they know what they're doing it's like you just have to tell them what you want to do and you can curate things to have 
anything that you want to see pops up and everything that you don't won't. It's easy. Yeah. And the, the one other thing that I want to say in that regard is if it bothers you that the trend is sort of moving in that direction, one thing that you can do to help that is just support more people that cosplay what you want to see. Exactly. So like, Absolutely. If, it, if it bothers you that you're seeing a bunch of sexy cosplay and that's what's all being shared on all of the pages that you follow, what you can do is go to accounts that you really love and share their stuff. You Thank can you. Yes. change in the community <laughs> by just choosing what to support and encouraging your friends to support the same thing by sharing it positively rather than trying to tear down what you don't right. like. Because you never gonna make anybody Absolutely. else's light dimmer by you're not gonna make your own light brighter by trying to dim somebody else's. So just focus on the things that you like because more times than not, there's less things in the world that you like than you dislike. So that means you have more time to focus on the things that you like, you know, because there's exactly it's like having a smaller classroom. You can focus on more students in a smaller classroom than if you have a large crowded classroom. You can't really do too much with everybody. And and you bring up a great point as far as far as like sharing it in a positive way versus trying to tear somebody else down, whether it's like commenting on somebody's or just saying oh well i don't like this person because of these reasons those reasons are always very superficial oh yeah once you actually get to know a cosplayer or you know you don't really have anything against them those are all just kind of on the surface and also mm -hmm. it's important for us um as people in general that anytime that you come across somebody like that and they say something to you whether it's like online like um like a comment about the way you look or about the way you're cosplaying or something like that. Um, it's not so much a reflection of you as it is a reflection of them. They yeah. are uncomfortable with something that you're doing. And, you know, whatever the reason for that, that's fine. That's their reason. But the fact that they had to go out and almost like be rude about it is just, um, it's a testament to the way they to their behaviors, not your behaviors. Exactly. If that makes any sense. That's, that is very well oh, yeah. put. Um, so back to actually um, interacting with cosplayers in person. Do you, I know we've touched on a lot of these, but is there anything else you guys want to add on like the do's and don'ts when you're actually with a cosplayer in person? Like maybe um, when you're asking for photos or anything like that? Um, I'm a... I'm a strong advocate for just respect and communication. Um, so I, I think ultimately that really is the basis of, of what positive interactions with cosplayers boil down to in person is just respecting that they are a fellow human being and that they're someone who is wearing something significantly more uncomfortable than you are. And they have been wearing it for a lot longer than you have and standing for a lot longer than you have and probably haven't yep. eaten um, probably have not had any water, probably have not peed, because nine times out of ten, we can't pee in our costumes, and we're just like, whatever, it's fine, we'll just hold it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent point. Wow. And I um, All of those that. reasons that she just um, mentioned are reasons why I carefully create my costume so I'm the most comfortable I can ever be. Like, I 
all almost always I have pockets. Almost always I have like if I'm wearing a Zentai a Zentai suit or something like that, I always pay extra for the crotch zipper so I can go to the bathroom comfortably and things like that. Like it, it's it's a you are a smart boy. I am extremely <laughs> I am rational and tactical. <laughs> like I am like you have no idea how much comfort my main goal throughout the day from the moment I wake up. My goal is how am I gonna get back to sleep as quickly as possible? <laughs> like, oh, that's so funny. Like so from how the moment, So I'm like, all right, I gotta figure out how my day is gonna go as smoothly as possible. Because conventions, they are hard. I I have looked at my <laughs> steps when I did a convention. I I, I track about twenty thousand steps when I do any given convention. Yeah it's rough work it's exhausting so like when more times than not when you're approaching a cosplayer to take a picture that person just just i don't care how early it is in the day or how late it is and that person's tired because they've worked yeah. a lot on that costume yeah so just <laughs> even that, if it's first thing in the morning in the we're morning, already tired <laughs> because that person was up to like five in the morning trying to get glue on something just right so they could wear yep. it that whole day. So And then woke up at 7 to start our makeup and then walked yep. to the convention. <laughs> and walked to the convention. And then it's like you got people in cars honking and stuff, trying to take pictures and stuff. Like taking pictures from a convention starts the moment you leave your house. And when people yep. see you dressed up, they're like, hey, can I get a picture real quick? And you don't want to say no. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes your handler will be like, no, we got to go. We got to move. But it, it's one of those things where when approaching someone, just assume that they're tired and then take how you would be as a tired person and apply that to how should I interact with this person? <laughs> you know, look at look at their body language. Sometimes people don't want to take pictures. Sometimes, you know, I'm sometimes I'm eating. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. if a cosplayer is eating, I just don't approach them unless I'm trying to say, hey, can I get in on this table? But when someone's eating just leave it alone you know and there's even there's other forms of body language too that i feel like kind of get overlooked when these conversations mm -hmm. come up where people are always like oh if, if a cosplayer's eating leave them alone like like read their body language and i'm like okay but also like if they're sitting on the floor if they have a yes. hot if they have a hot glue gun in their hand and are gluing their yep. costume back together if they're rubbing their forehead if they're taking some kind of pill if they're like looking around frantically like they're trying to find something if they're walking yep. at a very fast pace these are all forms of body bodily communication that they are not having a photo right now right so just, just leave them alone right before this podcast uh i posted a picture on my instagram it's of a cosplayer he's dressed up as the shredder he takes off his entire shredder uniform to sit down to eat and as soon as he gets everything off someone's like hey can i take a picture and his face is just so dejected <laughs> and i've, I've <laughs> and, felt that <laughs> so yeah stuff like that like when you see someone who has like a lot of props and a lot of equipment but they're not holding any of them maybe you shouldn't walk up and take a picture with this person, you know, just, or, or the best way to get around that, if you have to take a picture with them, be like, Hey, when you're done, or I might see you around a little bit later. I'd love to get a picture with you. Like schedule it for later on that time, but probably at that moment is not the best time. Right. And Angie brought that up in a uh, previous interview that we did together where she said, um, you know, they'll probably be in their costume the rest of the day. You, you will have another opportunity to take photos with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
And chances are we're going to remember. Like, if you were the person who was decent enough to leave us alone for a second when we needed it, I'm right. going to remember you. And I've had it happen where somebody came up to me while I was eating was like, look, I just want to tell you your costume looks amazing. I would love to get a picture with you later. I know you're eating right now. So, like, just if I see you later, I'll stop you. And I, I saw them later and was like, hey, did you still want to take that picture? Right. Because um, I, as a photographer, that's happened to me where, like, I saw somebody standing around and I went up to them and I said, hey, can I take your photo? And they said, not right now. I'm looking for somebody. They're like, but afterwards, I'll come find you. I said, sure, whatever. Like, no problem. And I walked away. And later on, they came and found me. And they're like, OK, I'm ready now. I'm sorry about that. And I was like, wow, like, I did not think you were going to come find me. Like, <laughs> you didn't have to do that. First off, you were busy. Like, I totally get it. But it was really cool that they were like, oh, hey, you know, you can take my picture now. <laughs> and, you know, and that's just common courtesy both ways. Right. And, exactly. and one thing I learned is both a fan, a photographer and another cosplayer, uh, physical communication, like physical touch. You have to if you're if you have to touch someone to get their attention to take a picture, I understand it's sometimes it's needed. You got to go for a neutral zone. And I'm talking about like shoulder or, or like some a very light tap on the arm or something. Don't just go grabbing real low on the back, anything like that, because that's harassment. Don't. Yeah. You know, don't touch anybody the way you would want to be touched yourself. Don't grab anybody or anything like that. And make sure that it's somewhere that's not delicate. Exactly. Don't, like don't, don't tap me on my armor if I have a right. bare arm. Like tap me on my on my arm. Plus, I'm actually going to feel it if you tap me on my arm. If you tap my armor, A, I might not feel it. And B, if I do, I'm going to flip around and yell at you for tapping exactly, my armor. Because if someone can feel you through like your armor and stuff, Angie wears very intricate armor sometimes, guys. Do do not. Don't. Just don't do it. And like again, cosplay is such a delicate thing. Like It gets hot here in SoCal. Like uh, I learned from a panel that Angie did that certain types of glue keep forming when when more heat is applied to it so yep and that's so interesting because um i think that that is something that's kind of known in the cosplay community but i think your average person doesn't know that like they don't know and they have no clue what your costumes are built out of they don't know that it's barely being held together by like tiny little threads or if you move it wrong the whole thing's gonna fall apart i think that people just see these beautiful costumes and these beautiful people and they say wow that's so cool let me take a picture and they have no idea or like they want to hug you or they want to like you know kind of like put their arm around you or something like that and they don't realize how delicate cosplay can be um yeah. because they've never built one they've never put one together they've never frantically looked around and not had the right type of like cement or glue or whatever and so that's yeah. something that i think you know, um, it's important to like, hopefully like have conversations like this where you do say, Hey, like this took me a long time to build and it's barely staying together. Like, you right. know, be gentle. Exactly. I think it's, it's easy for us to sort of forget because we, like I was saying earlier, where we have kind of created the image of the professional cosplayer. Now people sort of tend to forget that cosplay is art. Like, this is our form of self-expression. And when you are looking at a cosplayer, you, you almost need to look at it like you're looking at the Mona Lisa. And, like, if you were in a museum, you wouldn't just walk up and, like, stick your hand in the middle of a painting. 
Right, you wouldn't you would, touch a painting. You would walk right. up and admire it. Um, and I, I think sort of shifting our perspective of cosplay that direction might sort of help people understand it a little better of like, this is, this is our art, this is our craft, this is something that we have put all of ourself into to bring to life. And you touching it in some cases could destroy it. I've had people, I wear, I wear a hawk girl costume and it's one of, it's like my pride and joy. It's one of my absolute favorite costumes. It's won multiple, multiple competitions. Like I, I love her. Um, but my wings come out of my corset and they sit very close to my body. Right. And I designed it very specifically so that it mirrored the artwork from the animated series. So it has a very specific shape. And I cannot tell you the number of times, like, obviously, it's a very impressive costume. People like to take photos with it. And the number of times that I have, like, jumped three feet away from someone because they went, hey, can I get a photo? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And the first thing they do is shove their hand into my lower back in between my back and my wings. And I hear the crunch of the feathers as their arm goes in. And I'm like, ah! Oh, no. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. These feathers were individually placed and hand dyed, and this is my child. Yeah. Please be considerate. And that's the thing that I don't think people realize because you know, people are used to like an environment like a Disneyland, right? Where like exactly. you know, there's people set up, and you go and you stand in line, and you take photos with these people, and there's nothing breakable about the characters at Disneyland or you, you know, yeah, it's, no. it's encouraged that you, right. that you talk to them and you interact with them and you touch them. Right. They're built or for then children. And like you said, like the, um, there's this idea of like professional cosplayers. So you think that they're either their costumes are like specially made or they're like the best kind of quality ever. And they might photograph like they're the best quality ever. But some of that stuff is literally household items that have been thrown together to create an amazing look. Oh, yeah. And it really is just art. You know, it really is like yeah. just finding whatever you can and putting together, you know, what whatever you got at Home Depot or, you know, Joanne's or wherever you went for it, right? Yeah. And, and I don't think people understand that. Some people just think like, oh, well, it looks so impressive. It must be sturdy. It must be strong. And... And that's just the case. No, most times they're not as held together. No wish and a hope. And a couple drops of blood. <laughs> Probably. Right? It's like, it's, it's just nothing but my own tears and sweat and a better part of a Saturday afternoon because I have a day job as well. And it's like, look, I, this this is not something that you just come and fiddle around yeah. with, you know? Yeah. And so, um, you know, when in person, those are basically the things that I like to try to remind people to keep in mind because and also as cosplayers like some people they don't know they just might need the education like oh hey just so you know like i built this it's really delicate like we can take a picture just don't get too close or something like that yeah it's it's very important on our end as the cosplayers as well to remember that just because cosplay has sort of become a household term doesn't necessarily mean that people understand it and we need to be yeah. understanding of people's lack of knowledge and willing to educate them in polite and respectful ways. Because it's going to make all of us look better as a community if when those situations happen, you go, I'm so sorry, I just would really prefer if you didn't touch me, my costume is very delicate. Um, or like, hey, I'm sorry, would you mind asking before you 
put your hand on people. It just, it makes some people uncomfortable rather than instantly jumping to, excuse me, who said you could touch me? You didn't ask. Like these are two very different reactions that create very different reactions from the people that we are talking to and makes all of us look very different depending on how we choose to respond. Right. And, you know, and I understand the cosplayers like freak out of having something so special, you know, almost get destroyed by somebody who's just not aware, not paying attention. I can understand the frustration of cosplayers that have to deal with this and, and, you know, just the stress of it all, because it is stressful when you're trying to keep it all together, you know? Um, But I think communication and education on both sides goes a long way towards making that better for everybody. Exactly. And so then um, my next question would be, um, when dealing with online harassment of cosplayers, um, and this is specifically like online type of harassment, what is some Mm -hmm. advice that you have for those cosplayers who are dealing with that kind of harassment? Um, so I'm actually very vocal about harassment on my social media when it happens because I'm a, I, I've gotten some antagonism in the past, particularly from my parents. They really don't like that. I call people out (laughs) publicly when they leave hate. Um, but I think it's important to, remind people who are who are just starting out or who are getting more harassment than I am that they're not alone. Um, you know, just because you're getting harassed doesn't mean that you're the only person on the internet that's getting harassed. There are other people that are going through that and that doesn't mean that you should stop cosplaying. Um, you you can all sort of band together to give right. each other strength. Uh, but I, I do think it's important. I... I don't believe in ignoring the trolls and the haters because I believe that that just pushes them off to the next person. I try to educate them. I will give them a chance to be like, hey, dude, that's really not an okay way to talk to someone. And if they come back with a, yo, man, I'm so sorry. I'm like, cool. We Gucci, man. Not a problem. It's fine. Thank you for apologizing. But if they come back to me with like, oh, man, but it's my opinion and I'm sticking to it. I'm like, all right, here we go. Let's play ball. And that's the point where I will start communicating further with them. And, and you know, still I, I try to sort of walk a line between like educating them on why what they're saying is wrong while also being like aggressive towards them. Because I'm like, if you're going to be aggressive to me. I'm going to be aggressive to you. And I will share these full conversations on my Instagram stories. I used to show them on my profile before Instagram stories were a thing. Um, but I, I will put them out there and I don't block anything out because I'm like, I want you to see this, not because I want you to come and feel sorry for me and be like, oh, Angie, I'm so sorry that you had to deal with this. I want you to see that I defended myself because I want you to know that you can defend yourself. You can stand up for yourself. It's okay. And at what point, Andy, that I have a follow-up question to that. Like, at what point do you consider it defending yourself versus, like, shaming somebody? Because, obviously, if I feel like if you're defending yourself, the conversation went really south. Um, I normally, I will give people about two or three lines of communication um, still in in the hopes that maybe they will they will turn things around before I generally will block them um and I 
because I'm me, I will also report their profile for harassment. Right. Absolutely. Um, because I, I think that it's very important that we do things like that rather than just ignoring them. Because yes, granted, you could sit here and go, oh, well, it's pointless because they could just make another profile. But if they go to the next person and do that again, and they react the same way where they they defend themselves in their community and report and block, eventually that person's going to get to a point where they're going to be like, man, this isn't worth my time anymore because it's not it's not getting me the reaction that I want. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you brought that up. And I'm the type of person that like when I see like another cosplayer get harassed or anything like that, or if I'm being harassed, like one, I'm I'm a very defensive person. I'm I'm both a younger and an older brother. So uh, <laughs> I and I have two sisters and I'm very protective whether they know it or not, I'm very protective over them. Um and so when I see my cosplay family getting um harassed or anything like that they're also my little brothers and little sisters and also my older brothers and sisters and stuff and i'm very protective of them as well uh i'm that kind of dude who i'll go in there and i'll do someone else's dirty work for them when it comes to shutting down a troll or anything like that um it, it it's something that i i don't pride myself in but you know i'm there if you need me um and it again it only takes like one or two lines of dialogue then i'm blocking and report it's it's the same thing like because again people put their hard work into something and you know and some people are just for whatever reason just get on get online and just mean-spirited you know and and then they just get online and they just talk crap to people that they don't know in more more time more cases than any they don't know this person they'll probably never encounter them in real life it's just for some reason they just feel the need to be snarky online for no good reason so i i do my best to do what i can to shut that down as as quickly as possible um if someone else can't do it or they just won't do it anything like that it's as i'm not looking to go out and be a bully or anything like that but i will defend those who i who are, who are close to me you know yeah, and I, th- I think it's important that we all kind of band together as a community um, to stick up for ourselves and for each other exactly. against people that don't understand us. Um, and I think a lot of these people who leave hate on people's social media do feel they feel safe behind the barrier of their keyboard because they think you can't do anything. Right. And if right. we all band together and report these profiles and get them shut down and fight against them, now we're showing them there are consequences to your actions. There is yeah, exactly, absolutely, and I and because I, like the, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, no, I was just, I was just gonna say because there are consequences to the action, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. great minds think alike, man. And I love like all the points that you guys made. Um, there's also something I kind of want cosplayers who are being harassed online or really anybody who's being harassed online is to remember and focus on your own self-worth and loving yourself. Remember that um, you don't need likes or followers to validate who you are. Love yourself, know yourself, you know, and truly understand your self-worth. That way um, you can kind of, you have a little bit of a barrier against the trolls you know, so that um, their harassment, 
their harassment uh, won't make you feel as bad. And I'm not going to downplay the hurt because that the things that they say, like I said, we're, we're our own critics, whether it's cosplays or anything else in life. So when you're trolled, it does hurt. And, you know, but that what they're doing is they want a reaction right. from you. They want to see you. What they're doing is um, yeah. they, they want to, to see you hurt. Yeah. Like and that, it, it makes them feel powerful. powerful. Yeah. They look for it. You know, they're going through something in their lives. They have some kind of unhappiness inside of them that, exactly. you know, the only way they can feel better, even for a split second, is to feel more powerful or in control or better yeah. than you. And but so they go they out there and someone else feel as bad as they do in that exactly. moment. Yeah, exactly. Hurt people, try to hurt other people. It's just that thing. So one thing that I try to like to tell in any situation where it comes to trolling is like, just know your worth, love yourself. And that's just one step towards them not bringing you down and them not winning. And then also, you know, like you guys said, um, you know, report, report it, flag them for harassment. If they're harassing you, chances are they're probably harassing somebody else. And the more reports yeah. that they get right. about harassment, the more likely they'll be taken offline. And like you said, they could make another account and keep doing it. But like, wow, what kind of life Wait. are you living? If you have to yeah, keep exactly. making accounts to harass somebody. Yeah, if you're making a multiple accounts to harass somebody, something is truly wrong. And you just need to just like relax and just take in, in, in inventory yeah. of yourself and figure right. things it's out. Right. It's a reflection of cool. them and not you. So remember that. And like Angie said, you know, you're not alone. This happens everywhere. The only time that like I feel like you really need to kind of like go out there and do something is if it's like a sexual harassment or like a threat of violence. Um, yeah, you know you if you feel like you're absolutely being absolutely tell someone. Yeah, if that is the case. If you feel stalked or uncomfortable, right. because sometimes it's not just like a love interest type. Like you know you rejected their 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 advances or something it could be like you know same sex kind of um where like they're jealous of you or they just want to bring you down and that can become very dangerous too um where people become unstable for whatever reasons even if it's not like a romantic you know type thing but if you do feel like you're being stalked or you feel uncomfortable or the harassment's going too far take screenshots of everything you know, because you never know when you have to make a police report. You never know when you have to, you know, Absolutely. put in a restraining order or something like that. Um, but also, like, try. I I always say, like, don't give them the attention that they want because they really want to rise out of you. They really want to, like, get under your skin. And if you just kind of ignore it, you know, you're not putting any value to what they're saying. You're not giving them any any value. Delete, block, whatever you have to do um but then i I also just had a conversation with a a very close friend of mine earlier um because of of recent events you know a lot of conversation has come out about like how to keep yourself safe online and uh i i posted a tweet about it literally this morning oh i'll have to add it to the post (laughs) (laughs) um but i i think it's important that we remember you don't owe anybody anything um, and I, I have a standing rule on my social media. Um, I, I respond to trolls with self-confidence. Exactly. Um, because what they want is to find that chink in your armor. They want to hurt you. And if you respond with like, oh, honey, I look amazing, but you tried. 
they don't know how to react to that because that's not what they wanted. No. No. Um, and I, so I respond to trolls with self-confidence and I respond to, um, I respond to pleas for attention with ignorance. So I will not respond to, and I've been very open about this on all of my social media. I don't know why people still haven't caught on. <laughs> I will not respond to any message that starts with a single word. If you send me a message that just says, hey, or hi, or sup, you will never hear back from me because that's a waste of my time. I know you're just looking for me to give you attention. And as soon as I give you that single kernel of attention, if that is an unstable person, they could latch on to me because I was the one person who gave them what they wanted. Right. And that's dangerous. Absolutely. It's, it's so dangerous. I don't add anybody on my personal Facebook. Like, And you shouldn't. No, nobody knows what my legal last name is because you don't need to know what my last name is to appreciate right. my work. At the end of the day, a true supporter of your work will support you whether you give them your time to respond to uh, their messages or you don't. If somebody is making you feel like you owe them something for their support, they don't really support you and they're not really worth your time and you need to just delete and block that shit and move on with your life. Oh, that's a wonderful point that you bring up. It's like no one's entitled to any other human being and like we we do cosplay because we love doing it and people who support who love cosplayers they look at the pictures they come to the conventions they take pictures with us exactly. and stuff. that's an even exchange you know and i and i hate to make it sound like that kind of like transaction or anything but that's an even exchange like i make the costumes i look awesome we all take a picture we all have fun and stuff sometimes like i, I chat with my cosplay fans you know, as, as much as i possibly can yeah you know and but you don't have but, a million hours in the day to talk to every single person every single day i don't i really don't i get complaints that i don't talk to people who i'm with all the time all the time so it's like i i I have to prioritize my life (laughs) yeah dude i have to i have to prioritize my life there are people that i want to talk to that i can't like talk to all the time and stuff because i have a million and one things going on but the people who truly support We'll understand that. Exactly. Like the people who like, you know what? Look, you've got this going on and stuff. I just wanted to say that I appreciate your work and stuff. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You know, it may be weeks. It may be months before I even get back to something like that. But if someone truly supports you, they understand. Like, you know what? Look, I saw you at this convention. I didn't have time to get a picture with you. If I see you at the next one, we got to get a shot. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm totally down with that. Oh, exactly. You know? My ultimate point boiled down to your health and safety is more important than someone's opinion of you. If someone wants to be upset at you for taking care of yourself, that person is a piece of shit and you don't need them in your life. And um, yeah, those are, (laughs) those are really, really, really great um, points that you guys made on the same topic. What is some advice you have for fans of cosplayers? Should they, like, when it comes to online harassment, should they stand up for a cosplayer, ignore the haters, or what kind of approaches do you think work um, when it comes to social media and harassment? As a fan. Um, I find the the one thing that makes things worse, and I, 
I always try to recommend against, and there's only so much you can do against it, is um, harassing the person back. Um, there's always, I've, I've had this happen a couple of times before I finally got into the groove of like, guys, when I put this up here, it's not so that you can start a witch hunt against this person. It's so that you can see that I defended myself and you can defend yourself too. Like, please do not start a war against this person. Um, and I see it happen on some of my other friends' feeds. I had a friend recently who was getting some harassment on a recent costume she was working on. And a couple people found the comment in her feed and were like, and were like insulting the commenters, oh, wow. like penis size and, oh, they've never satisfied a woman and all of this stuff. And I was like, guys, that doesn't help. Oh. Like, that's, it's not helpful. I know you think you're like being funny and you're like you're defending the the cosplayer that's getting harassed but it just makes everyone look bad like if you are going to step in i think it needs to just be like hey man what you said is not okay or dude what are you talking about they look amazing or like oh you know what you haven't even seen like her particular one was she had posted a video of the bottom half of her costume and she wasn't wearing the top part of the costume she was just in like a sports bra and the guy was like oh, oh you don't wow. have any abs like what the fuck and a couple people jumped in and were like dude look at the rest of her feed like the top is is shown in the rest of the feed she's just not wearing it here like together it's obviously going to look amazing because the two pieces separately look awesome so like why are you even complaining about this? And to those people, I was like, yes, excellent. This is this is how you do that. There you go. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think if you are going to, if you want to stand up for a cosplayer, reporting the comment helps, reporting the profile of the attacker helps, and responding with confidence and, and positive support for the cosplayer help pretty much everything else just right. deteriorates Absolutely. the situation. Aaron, do you have anything to add to that? Well, yeah. Uh, well, in my, in my case, like, um, what I, and I tell people this on my, my Facebook page and then my Instagram page. I don't, when someone says something negative on any of my posts, I don't want other people to jump in on that person. I really don't want anybody else to respond to that person. If it's important enough for me to respond to, more times than not, it's not. Um, I, I won't or I'll, I'll just delete the comment um, all the way out because like everybody else jumping in on that person, it doesn't make the situation better. You know, it's just giving this person attention. You're just feeding the beast. Like yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of ignoring things that aren't real problems because if once you acknowledge them, then it becomes something bigger than what it should have been anyway, you know? And, I don't have that kind of time in my life to deal with mm -hmm. people like that because again, that person more times than not, those people seek you out. You know, they had to find you to come say something negative. So if you were just living life, cooling out and, and chilling and posting up your cool pictures and then somebody just comes out of nowhere harassing anybody and everybody who says something on there, just don't respond to stuff like that. Block and report, you know? Absolutely. Those are great points. And I think the only thing that I have to add to that is, um, you know, as a fan, you know, just be careful that you don't become, you know, the thing that you hate. And you guys really touched on that um, in the in the sense where, like, sometimes you have yeah. and, you know, because of 
what's happened recently at cons in our areas, um, the problem of stocking has come up. And um, what I've noticed is sometimes like people that are so against it or how could you become a stalker then turn into stalkers themselves and they're they're stalking the perpetrator yeah. and finding out where they live finding out where they work you know finding all their social media blasting them mm -hmm. everywhere saying this person was here and talks to these people and this and that and suddenly you're the stalker like yes it's one thing to protect yourself and be yeah. aware it's also another thing to actually turn into a stalker, stalking somebody. It doesn't matter if you're, if it's for like good intentions or you're being righteous or you just feel like this person should be like put to shame. There are checks and balances in place. There are legal ways to handle things. You know, you don't want to like become a stalker yourself Absolutely. or do something illegal like harass somebody um, because they were harassing somebody else. You're just perpetuating the cycle and you're not actually helping the situation. Right. And it puts you in danger as well because like once you start, you know, stalking somebody else, stalking still a crime, you know, no matter if you're stalking the stalker, you're still committing a crime too. So just report it accordingly and let, let yep. things fall into place. Luckily, in a situation that happened recently, the system did work, you know? And for the exactly. most part, it does. I think exactly. it's, it's important to remember that, you know, there are, you know, no, no legal system is perfect. No police department is perfect. There are, you know, just a lot of human errors, human mistakes, and bad decisions that get made. But for the most part, you know, we have, you know, the ability to like report things and have somebody hear us out and say, okay, you know what, we're going to check this out and we're going to do what we can to keep you safe. And so, um, and on that, exactly. the whole idea of keeping everybody safe, do you guys think that conventions do enough to protect cosplayers from harassment at cons? Or do you feel it's more the cosplayers responsibility to protect themselves and each other? I think it sort of depends on the convention, but I do I do feel for the most part, we are sort of a little self-contained entity that is expected to kind of police ourselves. Um, I think there's, there's still a lot of lack of understanding among convention staff of what cosplay is and what cosplayers need and what our day is like. Um, and I've honestly, I've had, I've had multiple conversations with people about how I'm like, man, I just need somebody who has money to want to run their own con and let me like give my input. You're like, <laughs> I'll work it, you fund it. Yeah. To like make things better for cosplayers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> um, like, it's more of a con, 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 con basis, you know, like this exactly. previous like, anime LA was amazing. Cause I saw something completely just like blew my mind at how awesome it was that like, like inside the convention center, I couldn't walk 10 feet without seeing water. You know, yeah. there was water everywhere. everywhere. And I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And I must've just like filled up so many cups and, and just, hydration like, is so oh, important. Like, water, water, water. <laughs> and I had water with me, but, yeah. yeah, I had water with me, but the point that, that there was water available so readily, I was just like fascinated by that. And like, we need more cons like that. Um, yeah. As for the like the protection of it, it's like it, it it goes with more education towards like the security at the convention center, um, the people volunteering for the convention itself. Uh, these people need to know like certain things, like how costumes 
how cosplay works, you know, how like these aren't like in most cases, these aren't all high end costumes that won't just fall apart. You know, they're literally cosplay repair people going around all over the place, you know, helping people keep their costumes on. Um, Saints. Those are saints. They're they're the the real heroes. Seriously. (laughs) Real heroes. My second Black Panther helmet is when I got in touch with the cosplay repair. That was the best. Was that my girl Sergeant Stitch? Oh, that was that was that was her. That's my baby girl <laughs> that, right there. That's that's how She's we met. And she is the she is the absolute best. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, I think more conventions and I, she and I have actually had conversations about this where we're like, man, I wish more conventions would like sponsor you to come help them. Because like she, people like her do this on their own dime, you know, and and we're starting recently to get more like the anime conventions I feel like are a lot more understanding of cosplay. Oh yeah. Most anime conventions, they normally have like a cosplay repair station somewhere. Mm -hmm. They have like, they have a little more understanding of people who like sit down in the hallways. You know, they're like, as long as you're not blocking the hallway, if you need to sit down and take a break, it's fine. We understand. Um, They tend to have water stations out a little more often. Uh, um, and I, I do think needs it's... to get on the water water stations, though. Dude, Anime... seriously, though. A- AX needs to just step up and just put like a big fountain in between that convention center and have people swimming in it. <laughs> Freaking seriously, I, um, just give us a waterfall. I almost <laughs> burst into flame last year. I'll give AX one thing for being such a huge con and so crowded and Aaron you and I got stuck together in one of the corridors that was oh yeah we were like being herded like cattle it was absolutely unsafe like the amount of people that were in this one corridor um everybody the attendees at the convention were amazing so polite and so kind and I was actually thrown off by how respectful people were and you know anime cosplay can be very risque can be very um provocative mm-hmm. yeah and yet I saw so much less of like kind of like harassment towards these cosplayers at anime expo than like at San Diego comic-con um for example you know I cosplay the 13th doctor from doctor who mm-hmm and her costume is completely like a huge coat. I'm like covered from head to toe. There's nothing revealing about it. She's got like a huge, huge coat. And I was holding up um, her instrument that she uses, the sonic screwdriver. Mm-hmm. And like I'm completely in the most like non-threatening, non-sexy cosplay you can think of because Doctor Who is not sexy. <laughs> and, and I'm holding up the sonic screwdriver and this guy walks right by me and goes, hey, nice dildo. Wow. And I was like, wow. Like, and he, and that was in person at San Diego. I was like, wow, like how brazen and how like just the audacity of this person. And here I was, you know, just a couple weeks before at um, Anime Expo. And you have women that are like basically in pasties for some cosplays, you know, just almost completely naked. And people were being so respectful to them. And, and I was just really blown away by that. I think a lot of that goes back to the fan base, though, because, uh, you know, you have to bear in mind, cosplay really started, like, it really originated in Japan. So I Absolutely. think yes. the anime fans have a, tend to have a better understanding of what cosplay is and what to expect from cosplay than the comic book conventions do. Because this is, this is a fairly new world to 
the comic book conventions. They're not really used to people coming to their events in big elaborate costumes with big elaborate props. And they, I think they're still sort of scrambling to try and figure out how to accommodate us. Um, and I, I think it's really important if any convention organizers are listening to this and you care, um, I think it's important that you just, even just if you like hire me, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm like, even if you can't bring someone on staff who is a cosplayer or who has some experience with it, just reaching out to cosplayers, like just email out a poll to a bunch of cosplayers and be like, Hey, right, what like would you guys like to see at the convention? And like, go from there. Right. Like, if LA Comic Con can send out, if LA Comic Con can send out an email asking if we want it to be called Beyond Fest, they can send out a poll saying, "Hey, what would you, what do you guys need that'll make the convention better for you guys as cosplayers?" Exactly. You know, it's easy. You know. Um, also, like with with uh, with your situation with the doctor costume, doctor cosplay. Sorry. Um, it, it that all goes to like different fandoms because some people find something in any kind of fandom. I have a friend who cosplays as Molly Weasley, right? <laughs> and she got harassed as Molly Weasley. Wow, as, as, that's as, as well, he strange got as that the sounds. Weasley mom. Yeah, like that. Molly Weasley does it for some people, apparently. <laughs> you know, it. it I mean, she it's is a total just, badass. It's true. Like, Look, look, I'm telling you, she, she, she's, she, she's a total badass. She, she got out there. She, don't, please, don't touch her daughter at all in any way. In front right. Of her. But some somehow that does it for people. It's not like people think that the harassment goes strictly for like the sexy cosplayers. No, this is a problem across the board. Mm -hmm. You know, that is a great like if point. Someone can Aaron. go dressed up. If someone can go dressed up as like the mom of moms in the magical world, you know, yeah, uh, and and it also also to a, the point that we don't really talk about much in any aspect of life. A lot of guys get harassed as well. Yes. You know, uh, my Black Panther costume is popular, but it's not popular with kids. Like moms love that costume. <laughs> and I found that out the first time I put it on a couple years ago, and I was like, wait a minute, this is not fun. You know, like, <laughs> and it's so funny that you said that because I have a friend who was a um, he was Aladdin at Disneyland. Mm -hmm. Like he worked, you know, for a few years as Aladdin mm -hmm. and he was also a stormtrooper at Disneyland. And um, he said that as Aladdin, he would get harassed a lot. And he was like and he was so torn about like because he would say these moms would like, you know, be there with their kids taking photos and whisper like really inappropriate things to him because the Aladdin costume is basically a bare chested young man with like a vest on. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, you don't. And he would say like, oh, you know, you know, these these moms were hitting on me or they were like making me feel uncomfortable or they were touching my back like kind of inappropriately. And some of our buddies were like kind of like, oh, that's cool. And he was like, no, it's like not cool. Like I didn't feel OK. I didn't want that, you know, and yeah. it's sexual harassment. Absolutely. And, you know, and men are harassed all the time, too. But there's like some kind of like a stigma like that they can't talk about it or they can't say anything about it um, because, you know, for a guy to get harassed, it's like, oh, cool, girls are hitting on me. But no, it's not okay. Like, yeah, men get harassed a lot like, as well. Yeah, like I've seen, like, like Monica, you've seen me with my Superman man crush at Long Beach. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> the perfect yeah, oh, Superman. <laughs> I remember. Was, 
I am an 120% heterosexual <laughs> man, but this Superman, oh my goodness. Aaron <laughs> literally like, said at the convention, I'm going to put his, his face on my wall. He was like, I'm going to take a picture and I'm going to frame it and put it up on my wall because the Superman was like, he looked like the perfect Superman, like right out of the movie. Like, oh, they, he knew if it they too. Ever reboot Superman, if they ever reboot Superman again, like they need, to, I am submitting him to be cast because he was just perfect at it. And like, agent. like I'm, I'm dead serious. I, I will, I, and he found me on Facebook, which was awesome too. I, I just, my, like, my day got so much better when he did, and like, I was taking pictures of him. And like some some women came by and like I just witnessed it. I'm like, oh my goodness, they are just like groping this 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 hunk of man in front of me, this perfect specimen of human being. (laughs) 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 Angie, I'm gonna send you this picture if you don't know what I'm talking about. I I really need everyone to see how just magnificent. I met him. I okay. judge. I and she's like, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking about. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. You were at the cosplay contest. Yes. Yes. Because you know. even Chad was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. But... but still, he shouldn't be allowed just because it's women and he's a man and can right. take care of himself. He shouldn't be subjected to that either. No, absolutely not. I have friends that are bodybuilders who cosplay and like they know they look good, but that doesn't mean that they enjoy when girls like stick their hands in places they're not supposed to and grab exactly. a chunk of them. They're like, I didn't I didn't ask for that. That's not okay. Right. It's just, and, I just want to come to this con dressed as Gaston. I don't need everybody trying to wash their clothes on my abs. You know, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and I do, I do think there's a certain level of the mindset still, particularly at the comic book conventions, of the like, it's almost the same as the, as the, uh, the, but what was she wearing movement in women of like, oh, well, you dressed that way, so you were asking for it. Like, I feel like comic book conventions are very much that way of like, well, you were wearing a costume. So like, what did you expect? And I'm like, to be treated like a human being, not a slice of meat. Like, what the heck? Right. And I think too, like, in a more innocent way, like, and I've seen it with, um, I've seen it in person with young teenage girls sometimes. And it's not only teenage girls, because we know that men of all ages react very similar. And I think Angie, you brought it up in a previous interview that we did was that, you know, just because they're dressed as somebody that you fantasize about or that you idolize, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean they are that character and you can't just kind of like attack them in that way. Exactly. And I've seen it where like, you know, we see a cosplayer like, you know, and I don't want to mention any names, so we're just going to use Superman as an example who, you know, they find a Superman cosplayer and they're like, Superman's my all-time favorite. And they, like, come screaming like they're fans, like it's the real Superman. And, you know, yeah. and they come screaming down the convention. And I'm like, why are these girls screaming? And I'm like, oh, they found, like, you know, this amazing cosplayer. But imagine being that cosplayer and all of a sudden having, like, these screaming crazy girls running at them. Yeah. You know, it's it's a very kind of scary and almost like creepy feeling and it's same on the other side it's like 
you know, if you're a girl and you're dressed as this character that you feel empowered with and you love and you just you just want to be this character so bad and you go and you dress up and all of a sudden all these guys are like, you know, like hitting on you or trying to touch you or treating you like you are that character. Yeah. It's very, very. Um, it's intimidating. It's a little creepy yeah. and it's, it's you don't feel safe. Exactly. I mean, that hasn't happened to me because I cosplay the doctor. So. <laughs> but I can, I can. I'm a empathize. little surprised because I do actually have a couple of guy friends who cosplay other doctors who have said similar stories of like, oh, I'm just like walking around minding my own business, and people like lose their freaking minds. And I'm like, dude, and it's happen- because it happens to everybody. And it's, I mean, it's yeah. we're all fans, right? Like, it's in in some way, it is a compliment. Oh yeah, because these people are seeing a character that that you love and that you wanted to be in you and and of course that's there is a level to which that is a compliment but at the same time it is it's very stressful when you're just trying right. to like enjoy the convention and hang out with your friends and now all of a sudden someone is expecting you to be someone that you are not uh yeah it, it happens Absolutely. i was this is at la Com- comic-con uh just this past october i was walking in on the first day to get my badge and i'm in my full prince costume and they don't even hand me my badge and like, can you sing some prince songs i'm like can i please have my badge so i can go in? <laughs> i'm like i'm not a singer i'm a cosplayer like, i'm, I'm in cosplay yeah, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, and then it's like, because if I sing for one person, everybody else is gonna come out with their cameras, and now I gotta mm-hmm. belt out Prince's greatest hits, and I haven't even hit out. Do you sing? Eric? I do sing. Yes, <laughs> I do. But like, I, I, and I did, but because it was like Wait, that doesn't mean that you want to right. in the middle, <laughs> the day, like first thing when you show up in the morning. Right. It's like when you tell someone you speak another language, and the first thing they say after that is, "Well, say something in that language." Be like, "All right, look, dude." Like, feel <laughs> <laughs> like I wasn't prepared. No, I really was. We're just having a conversation. Yeah. That was a a straight up conversation that I had with my friend uh, on the first day of ALA this past weekend. We were Evelyn and Akali from the new. Uh, KDA League of Legends skins mm-hmm. which of course right. is a K-pop video that like blew up all over the internet and everybody's learning the dance and, and learning the song and whatever and she was like I swear to god if a single person asks us to do that goddamn dance I'm gonna tell them I'm not a dancing monkey and they can either pay me like they would a dancing monkey or they can get the hell out my face <laughs> and I was like and- preach baby girl <laughs> And that's a really great point that you bring up because um, I think sometimes, like I said, like I had mentioned earlier, you know, you're used to going to like a Disneyland or like a Universal Studios, and mm-hmm. there's these characters that are there for you that are being paid to to take their photos with you. And I think it's very important that fans of cosplayers and con goers kind of like keep in mind that these these people in cosplay they're not being paid to be there they're there because it's their hobby and it's where they can celebrate their fandom in a safe space um and so they're not there for your entertainment like you said um people aaron were coming up to you and asking you to sing like you're you're not a performer you're not this you're not that and even if you were you shouldn't be expected to perform for people um and there's some people that really get into character and that are so great at like just playing this role. And I see so many amazing, you know, uh, cosplayers that do have that acting and singing talent. But in the space of a convention and in the space of like, you know, interacting with people at a con, 
it's very important to remind people that that they're not paid to be there. They're there because exactly. they bought their own badges. They paid their own way. And they're there just to kind of like have fun and be with their friends and showcase their cosplays. But not, you know, to stand there and just do your bidding or, or whatever it may be. And I think that yeah. cons have a little bit of responsibility in this too where they need to kind of... You know, they like that cosplayers come because they attract people and it's fun, but they also need to kind of, you know, educate con goers and maybe even as just part of a policy, like, hey, if you see a cosplayer, you know, they're not employed by the convention, so don't expect them to, like, yeah. behave certain right. ways for you. I, I actually was going to say very similarly, I think it's I think it's just very important for convention staff to A, remember that just because I'm in a costume doesn't mean that I'm not an attendee of your convention just like Joe Schmo 20 paces away from me is. And I deserve to be treated the same way that you would treat him and with the same respect that you would treat him. And and I think the uh, things like the, the big cosplay is not consent signs and stuff that a lot of cons have been doing recently, I think are so, are so helpful in just spreading that understanding and reality on the fact that cosplayers are also fans and were also attendees. Like I, I loved the ones at ALA because they were huge. They just had a little anime girl making an X with her hands, yep. and they said, and they were everywhere. Yeah, they said cosplay is not consent. Ask before you touch or take a photo of someone and respect their right to say no. Like that was the major point, the biggest text on their poster. Yep. That was it, and I was like, that's all you need. That's all you need is just make some of those and stick them up, reuse them every year. Like, I don't care if it's the same poster every year, but just keep that dialogue going. I think it's so important. And even like the way conventions are going now, like we were all at um, Anime Los Angeles and everything was on a television screen, on a prompter. On, you, you know, you don't, you're not investing that much money to make a flyer that's going to be... Exactly. posted all over the television screens that people are walking by all the time, you know? And so, um, you know, it's just having those kind of signs to make a big difference. Agreed. Okay. So, um, what are some ways that you guys, um, that fans of cosplayers can, uh, support their favorite cosplayers? What are some, some ways that we can, uh, support cosplayers in general? Um, well, these days, if you are so lucky to be financially blessed and able to share that with people that you appreciate, um, most cosplayers have a Patreon or a Ko-fi or they have even just like a PayPal donate link, an Amazon wish list, something. They have, they have some way in which you can financially help support their costumes because making costumes is extremely expensive yes. i know i i personally i i manage my patreon because that even if it's just a little bit of money that all adds up like most of my donors are in my one or five dollar tiers and that's really not like that's a starbucks a month that people are giving me but you know the more people are in those lower tiers the more that adds up and the more costumes i'm able to make and the more the higher quality materials that i'm able to invest in because i have that little buffer from people who support me and i absolutely every single one of my costumes that i have made since 
I opened my Patreon is thanks to the people that were kind enough to join that. Um, so if you do have someone that you really, really love and you really want to see them continue to create, um, considering supporting even just at those lower tiers really does make a huge difference. People always say like, oh, I can't afford it, you know, oh, it's it's too much, whatever. And that's specifically why I make sure that I have lower tiers so that people still feel like they can get something and help me without like burdening their budget. But right. if you are the kind of person that really is like you're in financial trouble and like you are struggling and you absolutely just cannot, you can support people by liking their photos, by commenting and saying, oh my God, this looks great. By commenting on their progress photos and being like, wow, I can't wait to see this. By finding them at conventions and taking a photo yeah. and sharing that photo on social media, by telling them in person, I really love your costume. And as we said earlier, by sharing, sharing their work, work, like the best way that you can help someone whose work you appreciate is by sharing their work with others, because that helps them grow as as a, a brand and as a as a social media presence. And it helps them grow as a creator because more and more people are seeing their work and supporting their work and giving them that boost of confidence to keep creating and pushing forward and trying new things and be, being better. Absolutely. Yeah, like piggybacking on that, like with everything, everything that Angie just said, um, do all of those things. Also, like if you're also a cosplayer, another way to support like people in the community, um, there are a lot of fan films that go around. There are a lot of like casting opportunities. People are like, people are always making like fan films. If you know a cosplayer who fits the bill that somebody else is doing a film about, recommend your friends you know recommend those people if you know someone who has a spider-man costume recommend those for some somebody's like hey you know what i'm trying to film this spider-man sketch does anybody know anybody with a spider-man costume recommend those people that's another way of supporting them because you're creating opportunities for your friends and stuff um yeah also like yeah exactly also because like most cosplayers we all have like skills like most of us know how to sew most of us know how to do things even if it goes as simple as, hey, I need a dress made or I need a suit made or something like that. I know a lot of skilled people in the cosplay community who can indeed make dresses, can indeed make custom made clothing and stuff for you, too. And they're out there looking for those opportunities. So if anybody's looking for something like that and you know somebody who has that kind of skill set, even if they don't, you know, just recommend them anyway. That's another way of supporting them. Like if you can't support them financially yeah. yourself out of your own pocket or, you know, you just have some weird thing that you don't like sharing or liking pictures online, tag somebody in a post if someone wants something made or anything like that. It, it goes a long way and it gets that person's name out there. Absolutely. All great points. So then my last question to you guys um, of the night would be, is there anything that you really want to see change about the culture of the cosplay community or the cosplay industry itself? Um, what? <laughs> funny you ask this question because i literally run i run multiple panels on these very things um i the number one thing i would like to see is the quote-unquote cosplay industry be an actual industry yes um because i one of the things that i struggle with i actually for the past two years i was self-employed i was running my own etsy business um producing costume commissions 
And I actually had to quit that job and go back to a day job. And thankfully, I was able to find a day job where I, I do still make costumes. But regardless, I had to kind of give up that dream because there is so little of an industry standard within what we refer to as the cosplay industry that I can't charge what I need to to make it worth making things for people because there are so many inexperienced people who are charging so much less that people don't want to pay realistic rates for things. And because everybody is is very competitive within the community, nobody really wants to open up a dialogue and really talk with each other about like, what should I be charging? You know, if I'm if I'm guesting at a convention, should I be asking for a day rate? If I'm taking Etsy commissions, how much should I charge for my time? How much should I charge for materials? Like, you know, all all of these things that we really kind of need to be talking about and figuring out standards for, people are very afraid to talk about because we are also very lacking in the community aspect where social media and being able to develop followings for ourselves and and l literally being able I, I reference a lot the episode of Black Mirror with Bryce Dallas Howard where she lives in a world where everybody rates each other and right. your rating you can see everybody's rating when you look at them and your rating affects literally everything in your life whether you get discounts on your coffee whether you get a tip whether you can get a, a lease on a new house whether you can buy a car depends on your rating um, and i i think the cosplay community has sort of gone in that direction a bit where you know we we are constantly comparing ourselves to each other based on our numbers on social media and it's created a very competitive like me 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 self-important atmosphere and i think it's very important that we band back together as a community and start to see each other as equals and communicate more so that we can start developing those standards within the industry and build cosplay as an industry and all actually get to a point where we can make a living and make the term professional cosplayer an actual reality exactly that is really really great I love that point. Thanks. Aaron? I also want to see, like, to make, like, the, the community better is um, basically, like, just us sticking together, defending each other, and basically just being there for one another, you know? The whole com competing against one another and stuff is, unless it's an actual, you know, cosplay contest you know which you know angie's gonna beat everybody everybody so just <laughs> i try i try that's, that's but like it, i don't know your, your cosplays are amazing so i'm just i'm just saying but it's it's one of those things where it's like don't try to put anybody else down because it won't build you up doing so you know um yeah there's there's a lot of things to go through with it, it's a lot of cosplay is a stressful hobby as it is like to to make a costume Absolutely. is stressful enough. Uh, you don't need any outside stressors coming into play as well with like everything else that comes with it, because mm -hmm. you're more times than not you're on your knees in a cold room gluing stuff together. You've glued your fingers together so many times that you don't know. <laughs> 
you know, I, I'm just saying this, this, this is how I spent my Christmas. <laughs> but like, yeah, no, we're, we're all basically men in black at this point. Basically, you know, and it's just, <laughs> it's, it, we all go through the same thing just so we can spend a weekend with our friends and stuff. It feels like summer camp while we're all there. Then we're depressed for two weeks after it's all done. It's, <laughs> It's some we 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 also need to, this 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 one will make the cosplay community much better. We just need like a dialogue to sit and talk about the post con depression because that is indeed a real thing. Seriously, like, I only went to ALA for one day this weekend. I didn't cosplay. I went there as a photographer, but. I still got the post-con depression because it's like, oh, here's all my friends, and now I won't see you guys until next month, you know. And it's <laughs> right. it's like it, it, it's a real thing. It's like because you're you're running on that adrenaline of just doing something awesome and doing the things that you love doing. You know, you're celebrating your hobbies, yeah. you're celebrating your fandoms and stuff, and then that crash comes down. And mental health is something that is almost completely ignored in this country until something goes wrong you know and you yeah. have to take care of yourself mentally before anything does go yeah all the time you should be taking care of your mental health and the post-con depression is a serious thing that like only I, i've only seen a couple panels talk about it i think angie you've been on all of them <laughs> and <laughs> you're not wrong yeah, I'm not, but like it's it, it's something that needs to be spoken about more and it can make it it can and will make the community better if we do have that open dialogue about it you know uh strengthening our mental health Absolutely. from that because it's a lot of work that goes into cosplay and it's a lot of physical strain that goes into it. it's a lot of mental strain too so you know just to have that talk about you know and just have outlets where we can you know get our feelings out and get the proper help that we need Absolutely. And um, I really didn't have any, um, anything to add on this, but the fact that what you brought up, Angie, as far as, um, you know, making the cosplay industry an actual industry is something that um, I care about very much. And I do want to see a change. There are so many cosplayers with so much influence, such a huge fan base, so um, popular, I guess you can say, mm -hmm. right? Um, and it would be so wonderful to see them use this popularity and these forums that they have to actually create something sustainable, something that's going to last for years and almost like leave a, a legacy. Because there are so many, you Absolutely know, agree. kind of like famous cosplayers, maybe Instagram famous, however you want to say it. But they do have influence. They are influencers. And there are you have this gigantic platform out there. And if they could just use it to kind of yeah. do something like, like for you, you were saying, you know, Hey, I wish a con would hire me so that I can like, you know, advise on this and consult on this. I mean, that could actually be an industry in the future. We've seen the rise yeah. of com comic book conventions. They went from some tiny little things that like nobody ever knew about to these right. huge industries where like you have so many cons. So there's, there's a potential for new careers, new, new just developments in that world. And yeah. maybe there is a opportunity out there to make cosplay an actual career to actually like, you know, say, Hey, you know what, this is what I want to work on. You know, there's marketing and we can apply cosplay to marketing. There's, you know, 
convention resources that, you know, they need to know about cosplayers. There's so much that we can yeah. do as cosplayers, but if we're not having the conversations and the conventions don't know about us, then we can't make those kind Nothing of things happen. Nothing is ever going to change. Yeah. No, exactly. Absolutely. So hopefully for all of you popular cosplayers that are out there, you know, go out, make it happen. I believe yeah. in you. Make a change, make a difference. I, I, ran a, a panel on Sunday at ALA specifically talking about, you know, encouraging people to just be leaders within their own sphere of influence and, and working towards improving things. And I ended it with uh, my one of my absolute favorite quotes from one of my absolute favorite people, Mr. Rogers, be the change you want to see in the world. And I, I think it's just, it's so important and especially within our community of like, if there is a change that you want to see, start it. It's up to you. And that is a beautiful sentiment. And I feel like we should just leave it there because <laughs> that is like a great place to end it. That's amazing. Um, I just want to thank you guys both for coming on. I know it was um, last minute. I really want to thank you for coming on to the podcast. Um, is there anything you guys want to say to our listeners or anything before we log off? Um, I would like to say to to anyone that listened, just thank you for listening. Um, really, truly, uh, just the fact that you took the step to listen to this means that you are you are open to change and forward movements and and rebuilding cosplay as a community. And I am so grateful to you. And you are you are absolutely the future. And you are taking those steps. And just thank you. Keep keep moving forward. Oh man, there's a Disney quote too. Boom. Erin. <laughs> <laughs> Also, yeah, um, just thank you once once again. Thank you guys for all for listening to this. Uh, please share it with any and everyone who you feel needs to hear it, whether they know it or not. Um, and just make you make you do your best to make your hobbies and your passions something that you love to do. Go out there and do it. You know, have fun. Have fun with it. Don't try to take anybody else's fun out of it because you're not having fun with it. Just Find what you like doing and do it, and it'll make you happy. It's that Absolutely. easy. Absolutely. I agree. Well, then, guys, this is going to wrap up this episode of the Temple of Geek podcast. If you guys have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on Facebook or Twitter using the handle Temple of Geek. If you want to check out some of our other episodes or shows, why don't you head over to templeofgeek.com. There you will find all sorts of content that pertains to the world of geek. Thank you so much, Angie, and thank you so much, Aaron, for joining us on this episode. My name is Monica, and I will see you next time. Bye. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit templeofgeek.com, your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.